0: Okay, this morning I'm going to read from Proverbs 31. We're going to start in verse 10. Who can find a virtuous woman? For her price is far above rubies. The heart of her husband does safely and securely trust in her. He knows that she would never have need of spoil towards him. She will do him good. and She will because her will is attached to Christ who is good. And not evil all the days of her life. This is a woman's proper place, by the way. Nothing like what it is today. But there are remnants of this. There's no question about it. And we do have some godly women, in, in th- and I thank God for it, in, in our local assembly here. She seeks wool and flax and works willingly with her hands. She is like the merchant's ships. She brings her food from afar off, meaning she gets her supply in so many unhidden ways from Christ. Verse 15, she rises also while it is yet night. It's still kind of dark still early, very early, and gives meat or sustenance to her household and a portion to her maidens, all those that's, uh, women that surround her. She considers a field. She considers it. And what an amazing thing that means. She considers a field and what does she do? She takes it. This this field of where, of what can be so much in her hands. And she she takes it. And with the fruit of her hands, she plants a vineyard. She girds her loins with strength, which is grace. And that grace strengthens her arms to continue to do what God and Christ has so lovingly called her to do. She perceives She does, she perceives, and and what a beautiful thing is, she perceives that her merchandise is good. perceives here, literally in the Hebrew, is she tastes that all the merchandise that's good that she gets from, from God is good. Her candle does not go out by night, meaning the Holy Spirit is still shining on her spirit, literally and she has a fellowship and a prayer life that goes into the night because she's in his presence and what 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 he's doing is he's calling her into his presence and they they two together go out in their thoughts to many many others meaning she always puts others before herself because that's what christ has done for her and desires Uh, for her to do for others. And that's why her candle, which is the spirit in Proverbs 20, 27, the spirit of man is the candle of the Lord, searching all the inward parts. And what does God find in this type of woman? She finds the life of Christ so lit up in her. Her candle doesn't go out by night. She lays her hands to the spindle, and her hands hold the distaff. She stretches forth, which means she spreads out her hand, and the hand here is grace, her gracious hands, that has that strength. She knows that what she's doing is from Christ. He gets all the glory, and she is privileged that he, he Christ, can use her. And so, she stretches out, she stretches out, and, and again, she spreads out her hand to the poor, those that don't have. Yea, she reaches forth her hands to the needy. See, she's always putting Christ first in her life, and in doing so, she puts herself uh, last in need of others. She is not afraid of the snow for her household. Isn't that interesting? It's right in the Bible. Look at that. She is not afraid of the snow for her household. There isn't anything that will stop her. For all her household are clothed with this beautiful scarlet. Scarlet simply means it's just double garments. She's just making sure to give them the the substance of the grace and truth that Christ is to cover them doubly. And that's what it means there. In verse 22, she makes herself coverings of tapestry. And this is beautiful. What she clothes herself with is silk, the smoothness and the grace of Christ in her life, and purple. And she knows, she knows that Christ, who was from the heavens, which speaks of blue, came down to the earth to shed his blood and when you mix blue and when you mix pearl, uh, red you have this beautiful color purple and this is what is revealed in and in, in her and on her and through her to others she's revealing christ constantly her source her husband is known in the gates boy they know how she treats her husband, when he sits among the elders of the land. He may sit publicly, in the public, with the elders of the land, but that guy knows, that wife that he has, what she's doing behind the scenes. Soon to be revealed for all eternity in the presence of Christ And so she makes fine linen, fine linen. It always speaks that she's constantly seeing the perfect righteousness that the saints are, and you'll see that in Revelations 3 and verse 5. She makes fine linen. It's very smooth and beautiful, and she sells it not. She doesn't sell out through her own self, her own need, or the lies of the enemy, what others are, and the beautiful perfect sight of Christ and she delivers these girdles unto the merchant she not only takes care of her own she goes out to the public to fit them with the garments we know about the garments in Ephesians 4 20 and 24 putting on the proper garments of Christ and she goes out and she sells that without price in Isaiah 55 and verse 1 she she brings it out there for people that can't afford that because who can? this perfect grace and righteousness that Christ is and delivers it unto the merchant. Strength, which is grace, and honor, she honors Christ, are her clothing. And she will rejoice in time to come. <laughs> and boy, when time is over, she, she, there will be rejoicing. There will be rejoicing with her Savior over her life. And he will be singing over her in Zephaniah 3 and verse 17, singing over her uh, the life that she manifested that was hers in, in her that she made uh, him to be her life. In the time to come, and when time in Revelations ten six will be no more, there will be praise for him. In Revelations chapter 5, verses 9 through 12, she will still be praising the one who gave her all this strength and ability and love. She opens her mouth with with wisdom. And in her tongue is the law, the right of kindness. Because we know that because love is patient in 1 Corinthians 13 and 5. Love is patient and kind. And so she looks well to the ways of her household. Not only her physical family, but the household, the spiritual household uh, of that local assembly. And she eats not the bread of idleness. Her children, physical and spiritual, rise up and call her blessed. Her husband also, and he praises her. Many daughters have done virtuously. In other words, many daughters have done richly with the life of Christ because in Christ is hidden all the riches of wisdom and understanding in Colossians 2, 3 and she knows that and she fearlessly and continuously goes after it in in the face of everything. She She will be praised. See? But you, but you, many daughters have done richly like this. With Christ virtuously, but you singularly excel them all. Favor is deceitful, and beauty is vain. It's right, outward beauty. No one stays that way physically forever. But boy, does that inward beauty come out. And we see that again in First Peter, the third chapter. But a woman that reverences the Lord, she will be praised not only in time for those that know her in Christ and Christ in her, but throughout all eternity. Give her of the fruit of her hands, and boy, she will reap it for all eternity. She'll reap that not only with those rewards at the Bema Seed in 1 Corinthians 3, 13 to 15, and in 2 Corinthians 5, uh, verse 10, but she will reap that type of a depth of fellowship with that hidden man, because what she did was, wasn't was so much public, but it was hidden, but not from him who was her strength. And she'll have that that intimate, deep, very deep and eternal fellowship because all this while, God, through Christ, by the power of the Holy Spirit, was shaping her into a, his gem, a, a specific one that would shine in and through her, all the glory that Christ is. And, and then it says here, but a woman that fears and reverences the Lord shall be praised, give her of the fruit of her hands, and many will. They'll be thankful to God and be thankful to Christ, but they'll never separate him from that woman, never. And let her own works praise her in the gates, and it will. And the thing about this this morning as as I was reading this and pondering what God would have me to share, what a virtuous woman and a man can be virtuous just as much with the hunger and thirst for the word that is so attacked today like it's never been before. The, The reality of the divine God breathed inspiration of the scriptures has never been more under attack, yet by a few never been more highly loved and praised. As we come close, as prophecy is being fulfilled, even now, and we know that God's timepiece on the earth is Israel and all the turmoil that's going on there right now. It's just a precursor. It's a precursor for us as his church to be raptured from this earth. To go to the Bema Seat, which is not a Bema Seat of judgment for sin, because that's been dealt with, but it is a manifestation of what was not of him and done away with, and a manifestation of the reward of that individual receiving that life of Christ in them. It never before, never before, has it been more under attack. Listen, never before has womanhood, women, true godly womanhood, if we read the scriptures in 1 Timothy, in 2 Timothy, and Titus, and 1 Corinthians, the 11th chapter, when we read these verses about truly, true womanhood, it's never been more attacked than ever before. Why? Because, yes, it may have been the woman in the garden in Genesis 3, 1 through 6 that was deceived by the wicked liar who still continues to lie against true womanhood, true image, true manhood, true men, transgenders, evil, homosexuality, lesbianism, attacks. Against true manhood and true womanhood, a proper image. And the lies continue, and only even in a greater way today. We see it so much more, but yet his word is ever true, will never change, and we're headed, we're headed to a meeting with him, each of us. And I am thankful, I am thankful for the women and men too, but the women that God has placed in my life, there's no question about that. But even when he deceived Eve, God didn't allow him to have the last say because finally they were waiting for the promised seed in Genesis 3 and verse 15 that would come 4,000 years into the future. And he would come through, who would not only deliver Israel, in the future to set up the millennium. But through that woman would have the church, you and I, uh, to be born. Of course, specifically in a 14-year-old little peasant girl didn't think anything of herself, behind the scenes, just a little. And then the angel came to her and said, that holy thing, that holy one that will be born in you will be the son of the highest in Luke 1, womanhood. He, Jesus came through her and elevated womanhood to their proper image and their proper place. And in doing so, elevated all of mankind through the woman. But of course it was her seed in Genesis 3, verse 15. And that's why Christ took on the seed of Abraham. He didn't take on the seed of everybody. He took on the seed of Abraham. That's clear in Hebrews 2 and verse 16 that seed that bypassed through what Christ would accomplish that old sin nature, the flesh, where there's no good. And I can be thankful, and I have been thankful for women. My mom from childhood, never perfect in her ways, but in her love, as best as she could in her capacity, whose prayers literally led me to where I am. There's no question about it. Even in her weakness, and even in her failure, she continued to pray. Literally prayed for us, our whole family. And then I had a mother-in-law. I have two now, but I had one. I had one in Ingrid, who in many ways, not, not in a better way, but in a special way, was closer to me even than my own mom, who I had the privilege to pastor for over 20 years. A woman who would, went through everything, went through the Nazis, communism, her mother and brother gassed at Auschwitz, prayed for 10 years to come to America, can you imagine? And finally God answered her to raise up children and and a husband who became weak and still served him working double shifts at Tampa Bay as a nurse in pediatrics, caring for little kids. And uh, I had the privilege to have her as my mother-in-law. She went everywhere, even in her 80s. She loved, I would hear her say, literally, the word, the word, oh, how she loved the word. She loved it deeply. Went everywhere with us, limping, going everywhere. So, soul winning. Times of the word, no matter where. And it was so incredible uh, to have her. And then to have the wife that I had was incredible. And then there was a series of things. Uh, And through that, I I got to meet Barbara when she was just 31 years old. In late 1974, early 1975, uh, whose husband left her through no you know just through sickness and so forth and depression and so forth and Brana was had three kids, didn't have anything but came. And I've watched her and learned a lot about the headship of Christ and his faithfulness to her and the times that we've had here when it was just her and I trusting God, <laughs> And believing him by faith in his word. About what he was going to do here. When it was just her and I. Was it easy? No. But was his yoke easy? Yes. His burden became light. And what fellowship we've had over the years. And then finally, I met my wife now. And I have learned so much about God's love. Loyalty. Sacrificial giving, putting others constantly before her, even when it wasn't convenient, even when it might have been against natural will, but a will submitted, became his will in through her to the end of this day. And she is full of wisdom, just like Barbara, full of wisdom, full of love, compassion, loyalty, second to none. And I get to see her mom too, see the way that she was brought up by godly loving parents that I could only (laughs) dream about, but I won't be because I'll experience it in heaven with those that have already gone on and are in heaven uh, this morning. And uh, through these women and through their children, godly children, men and women, I've got to have, and God multiplied through them, these people in their lives in my life this morning. And they take the word of God, these women that I know very, very seriously. They do, very very and lovingly. And uh, so many different women. And, and again, the privilege to meet um, and, and to have fellowship with, with Diane and uh, just seeing everything that God has brought her through and continues to do so with her for all of us. And for the precious ones here, um, for, for Lacey and, and what a, what a, just her, I see her hopes and her prayers and her deep, deep love for her husband. Literally in her own thoughts and in her heart, constantly putting her husband ahead of her, even when it's not convenient, not easy, but still doing it. And the same thing for Cynthia. I do, I see a woman who's, she just has so much. And at times, she doesn't even realize it. Uh, But God is opening it up in her. And just the way that I see her loving her husband is such a blessing to me. it, It just gives me such a blessing to see her love, not only for her husband, but for Jean and I and for Barbara and for everybody in this local assembly. The depth that she has, and I do see it clearly, how she so deeply wants to fellowship with Christ. And I see it and I'm privileged to have it. And how much more of these little women does he want to do here? Men and women, I I believe it. Yes, to go after the old, but as he was bringing it to me this morning, it's the young that we need to go after. Those that never even heard these things and he's opening it up. I believe he's just opening up the doors now to where a bunch of young people are everywhere here But I'm thinking of the Williamstown where there's 2,000 college students there. Women, future women, who don't know who they are. Have the world tell them who they are with a lie and a false image. And they have no security. They have no proper image. And and they distort, the enemy causes them to distort themselves, women, young women, these young girls, and how he abuses them. And, And young men too. Here, uh, up there, and all around here, and this is what makes it so necessary, and what I want to share again with the men that we missed the last time is the depth of prayer. And you know, there's not. Listen, I'm going to tell you one thing. I know one thing. I look in the Bible, and I see great women of prayer. Oh, it always in any work that I see in the Bible, and um, mostly in any work that I've had the privilege in the local assemblies that I've been around the states and in different countries, he always gets ahead he always gets a hold of the women first, because they're responders. They respond. They respond. And and men with the with the initiation of pride can get in the way, but God has a way of dealing with that. And he even does it in First Peter, the third chapter, again by godly women and uh, finally to get them in their proper place, and then they submit in the proper order of God's headship. And it's such a beautiful thing to see. And I'm so thankful for it uh, this morning. Again, I said I don't usually um, teach, God hasn't had me usually teach and preach on certain themes, but this one he did because I didn't know what I was gonna share this morning. But he did, and I was relying on him. And I'm just so thankful. Uh, to God, for the men and the women that are in our lives, that, that are right now here, and that are right now singing around the throne of Christ the Lamb. And again, when I think of women, I mean, there were some of the tough times that I had, even in, in Lennox in Baltimore. And when I would preach, I would always see you, Barbara, and your mom And your response to the word that would come out and how encouraging you were to me even back then in in so many deep ways. And even Ruby. I thought of Ruby. Boy, she would always just really build me up in edification after I preached. There were a few, not that we deserve anything, but there were a few that did that. And I remember them. What is she, 90 what? 96 96 and still... go. Ninety-seven and still going, and and uh, <laughs> Ruby. I remember Ruby. I remember her son, who I was a very well acquainted with and worked with and fellowshipped with, and uh, just amazing what we have in Christ this morning, and the privilege that we have, just the privilege that we have to be able to come together and receive from Him. Yeah. So, Father, we just thank you this morning for this, this brief time with your Word and with reality. We all have this personal testimony about our moms, about women in our lives, and, of course, the men. But, but there wouldn't be any without the women. But yet there wouldn't be the women without the man first. And all things are equal in our proper image, in our proper place in Christ. And I know some even praying for their loved ones now, their men and women, whatever age, parents, grandparents, uncles, aunts, people, all our loved ones and all my loved ones in Florida, in Massachusetts, and and all of uh, our loved ones together in Texas, those that you've given us as gifts, incredible gifts, Father, for your quarry and for our blessing. We are so thankful this morning, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen.